0: Uh, the band's going to continue to play a little bit but we're going to kind of express some stuff tonight And uh, I kind of want to just start out well, We've been talking about discipleship now for how long? A lot of weeks A lot of weeks We've been talking about discipleship And Tonight I just want to wanna talk about discipleship as It's what you do So many of us think And so many of us as Christians think Oh, if I'm going to be a follower of Christ like, There's a huge long list of don'ts I can't do this, can't do this, I can't do this Don't do this, don't do this, don't do, this, don't do that They follow that list. They follow that list of of don'ts. But it's not about the list of don'ts as much as it's about the list of do's and what you need to do and what needs to happen. So we need to really define Christ by what we do, not by what we don't do. Okay? It's a lot more than that. When you think about the disciples of the New Testament, I mean, these guys spent every day with Jesus. They learned to live life with Jesus, the Savior of the world. I mean, they ate with Him, they worked with Him, they prayed with Him, they listened to Him teach. Like, every day. Every day in the synagogue, every day in the marketplace, every day in the streets, they listened to this. They watched Him perform miracle upon miracle upon miracle. Can you imagine? I bet you they had like a permanent look on their face like, I mean, that's what it was like. Because they just saw him do so much. And they were with him day in and day out. They learned how he, how he spoke. They learned his heart, his desires, his ways. They learned his language. I mean, they learned all about parables. They've never heard of parables before. They learned about parables and how God speaks. And how God uh, uh, teaches. That's what happens when you spend a lot of time with someone. If you think of your best friend, and you spend so much time with your best friend, I mean, you know them. You know them inside and out. You know their likes and dislikes. You know what they're gonna say before they say it. I mean, you just spent a lot of time with someone. And I had a couple best friends in high school. And, uh, man, we spent a ton of time together. In fact, we were together almost every day of the week. One of their names was Toby, and one of their names was Todd. Toby Longstreet and Todd Baxter some of my uh, my best friends in high school, and we knew each other frontwards and backwards. But the only way that could have ever happened is that we spent time together, night and day. We were spending the night at each other's houses. We were playing in the lake all day. We were tubing down the river. I mean, whatever it was. That's what I mean. We were going on double dates. I mean, whatever the case. Not really in high school. <laughs> Right, we were just doing all kinds of things together. It's the same way in college, you know, with John Nick. I mean, I know John Nick really, really well because we roomed together for four years. We played in the murals together. We ate in the cafeteria together. We, we, we hung out together. I mean, we did everything together. So if you begin to think about that and begin to look at that as a whole, the most important thing to a relationship is time. Most important thing to a relationship is time. So tonight we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff. And you're, you're gonna do some stuff too. And uh, I'm gonna walk you through a few steps here. There's actually six. I want to walk you through a devotional time. And I want you to write this down. I want you to, to just in, in, ingrain this in your spirit, in your life, in your body. I mean, put it in your mind, put it in your heart. Man, this is gonna this is gonna help you. Become a follower of Jesus Christ. This is going to help you become a true disciple. It's simple. It's practical. But we need to really grasp it. So if you don't have like a general scrap paper, write it in your Bible. In fact, there's no better place than to write it in your Bible. Find one of those blank pieces, uh, you know, one of those blank pages in the front and the back, and write it down in your Bible. So we're going to learn what it really means to spend time with God. And... Tonight, I can imagine some of you have been even, haven't even thought about God today. I mean, it's been, it's been class and school and eating and, you know, uh, staying dry and looking for the umbrella and going to practice and whatever the case is. I mean, this might be the first time you've even thought about God today. But we've got to learn that that's not what it means to be a typhoon. And if the disciples only thought about Jesus one time a day, one time a day, this might be the only time we thought about Him a week, but if they only thought about Him one time a day, they would not be disciples, they would not be followers, they would not know Him, they would not know what, anything along those lines. So step number one is identity. Write that down. This is how you're going to spend your quiet times. This is how you're going to spend your quiet times. Step number one is identity. Romans 12 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing, listen to this, by changing the way you think. Another version of that scripture talks about renewing our minds daily. That means filling our minds with the truth, Right? Because if we really think about it, man, we've we got to be on our guard because the enemy is constantly trying to steal our identity of who Christ is away from us. He, and if he's successful, it leaves us trapped. It leaves us totally helpless. And he's in there all the time trying to steal away who you are. Because if you don't realize who you are, if you don't realize that you're an overcomer, if you don't realize that you're a son and a daughter of the king, if you don't realize that you're seated with Christ at his right hand, man, the enemy comes in and he just strips you you away. It feeds all these lies to you, all these deceptions. And so guess what? You buy into it. You believe them. And when you believe a lie or a deception about yourself, then you cannot become who God has called you to become. You don't even believe it. you can be that. You don't believe that you're saved. You don't believe that God is with you. You don't believe that He's gonna He's gonna He's gonna walk with you. You don't believe that He lives inside of you. You don't believe that He loves you and cares about you no matter what. I mean, when you believe a lie or a deception from the enemy, man, it's going to suck you dry. It's going to leave you in a pit. So the enemy's constantly working. And we have to be very intentional to continually renew our minds and be transformed by God. You know, we get caught up in, all the time in this race of comparing ourselves to others and allowing our successes or our failures to define who we are instead of allowing God to define us no matter what. And it doesn't matter what you've accomplished. It doesn't matter what you've failed at. It doesn't matter what the person on your right looks like or does or anything else. This relationship is you and God. It's all about you and God. So you've got to allow God to define you. So what we're going to do right now for just a few minutes is we are going to renew our hearts. Just a few moments. We're just going to to renew our hearts. We're going to let God remind you how much He loves you. And I want you to write down some things. I want you to write down how much God loves you. And for some of you, this is something you've known for years. And for others, this might be like the first time you've ever heard this. Oh, God loves me. But I'm telling you right now, God loves you. And I want you to write down how God sees you. And here's an example. He sees you as forgiving, and beloved, a son, or daughter. He sees you as his friend, as, as the redeemed. He wants to spend time with you. He likes you. You know, it's one thing to love somebody, like someone in your family that you really don't like, but you know you have to love them because they're in your family. God's not like that. God likes you. He likes you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to transform you. He wants to, he wants to, he he loves you. So for just a few minutes, I want you to focus on that. Just focus on God's love for you. How much he loves you. If you need some help, we're gonna spend a lot of time in Psalm 27 tonight, you can even turn it. And we begin to read, just write down how much God loves you. How much he loves you. Here's some scrap, pieces of a paper of some of you. Anybody need it? Anybody want something to write down, stuff on? Say, Mike, the mask. Left. I lied. I got three left. Fellow. No. Write some stuff down. I'm gonna ask you how one left. I don't have a pen, but I'm just throwing so one up my head. How much does God love you? It's identity. identity. And I'm saved. I'm forgiven. Not because I feel that way, but because that's what Scripture says. Scripture says that when I repent, when I ask God to forgive me, that He does out of His love and forgives you because He can, because He already paid the price. He paid the sacrifice. How much that Enough to give his life. Enough that you were on his mind when you hung on the cross. Enough to sin his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God's love. for freedom's sake that God has set you free. Therefore, do not allow yourself to be burned by a yoke of slavery again. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. It's for freedom's sake. It's because of God's love. because God wants to see you flourish. He wants to see you have new life. He wants to renew you. Mind, soul, body. model for you to follow right Step two, so after you've just told God and reminded yourself and renewed your mind to God's truths of how much He really loves you and how much He cares about you and that He's there for you, you go to step number two. And step number two is praise. So you've got identity and now you've got praise. And in praise, we want to focus on God's majesty here. We want to tell God who He is. And I want you to read Psalm 27. And I want you to begin to praise Him for who He is. His majesty, His kindness, His love, His faithfulness. Psalm 27.5 says, For He will conceal me there when trouble comes. He will hide me in His sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Man, that's because there's a loving God who cares about you. He wants to protect you. He doesn't want you to get hurt. He doesn't want the enemy to control your life. He doesn't want to see you fall. Man, He wants to see you thrive. He wants to see you be successful. He wants to see you just, just flourish with Him, in His presence. So if you don't have a Bible, uh, we're just going to slowly kind of scroll through Psalm 27 a couple times. Kind of go through it. Just read Psalm 27. In fact, I, if you guys are starting at the beginning, I'm going to read it out loud. Just so you guys think and write stuff down. So you're just praising God right now. You're just praising Him. You already renewed your mind. you already reminded yourself of God's love and I just praise Him for who He is. I love to talk Psalm 27. Let me read this to you. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? So right there, like God, you are my light. You are my salvation. You're the God who's redeemed me. You're the God who saved me. I'm telling God who he is. The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? When, it be, when evil people come to devour me, whether it's your friends, whether it's somebody at school, or whatever, maybe it's a family member. When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the one thing that I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The lighting in the Lord's perfection. yes God, you are perfect. Meditating is tempering. For he will conceal me there when trouble comes. And God, you are, you are such a, a father to me. You protect me. You, you hide me in the shadow of your wings. You wrap your arms around me. He will hide me in a sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. And then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At His sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices and the shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. There's another just Right there, play, right there in the scriptures. God is your helper. When you need help, that's where you turn. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O oh God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Teach me how to live, O oh Lord. Lead me along the right path. For my enemies are waiting for me. Don't let me fall into their hands. For they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath, they threaten me with violence. Yet I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness as God your good God. And while I am here in the land of the living, I will see His goodness. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. So in this step two, maybe just praising God for who He is. I love Psalm 27, because it just draws out so much about God. I'm just going to give you another minute Just praise Him. Yeah, about His goodness and His greatness. Then step three, we're going to go to Thanksgiving. Step three is Thanksgiving. And what is Thanksgiving? It's giving thanks. Very plain and simple. And this should be very easy for you. And as you write down things that you're thankful to God for, start with the simple things of life. I mean, I want you to read through Psalm 27 again. I just want you to write down the things that you're thankful for. Thank for what He's doing in your life. Thank you for your family. Thank you for your friends. Thank you for, for your school if you're thankful you for school. Thank you for whatever it is in your life. Thank you for the simple things. Those of you that, gone, that have uh, traveled to other countries with me, maybe you've South outside for whatever, thank you that you have a roof over your head. Thank you that you're not sleeping on a dirt floor. Thank you for the blessings that he's given you and allowed you to have. Thank you for those things. Thank Him that you have food. And your food's more than one cup of rice per day. Thank Him for what He's given you. Because you would have nothing before for God. Nothing. God is the one who blesses. God is the one who blesses. Thank you. Thank Him for dying Thank you for never leaving me alone, even when you tried to run away. Through your identity, if you need your mind. you praised him for who he is. You've him for all your blessings and the things that he's doing in your life. And man, at this time I and mean, our I mean, we're just kind of we're, so, we're, we're just like entering that flow, we're just entering into that. You know, we're flowing with God. We're, 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 we're moving with him. We're kind of in tune with him. And this time for confession. Because you see by this time, when you're having a time with God, by this moment, when you enter you know, to number four, which is confession, I mean that's when God begins to start to reveal some things to you. And when you just say, God, search my heart. Because you're already in his presence, because man, you just spent this time getting to know him and renewing your mind, all of a sudden, man, God just has this this open highway into your heart. He's got this open highway into your mind and And he's just going to come. He's going to begin just to reveal things. to you, good and bad. And then it's time of confession. You just say, God, man, search my heart. And this is specific. Don't miss this. I want you to just ask God, God, where have I missed the mark in the last 24 hours? In the last 24 hours, this past day, God, where have I missed the mark? This is how you keep a short list. This is how you know that you're always in tune with God. This is how you know five months down the road, oh I think God's mad at him. None of that ever enters your mind when you stay on track and you're spending time with him every day. None of these lies and deceptions have any hold on you when you're spending time with God because God has cast them down every day. Every day he casts them down. Every day you renew in your life. So where have I missed the mark in the last 24 hours? It's a simple step. But this is priceless. It's priceless in helping you ch- achieve that, that short list. God, where where have I misrepresented your name in the last 24 hours? Where have I misrepresented you? Where have I missed the mark? Where have I missed opportunities? Where have I missed the essence the essence of being alive in the world? Where, where have I missed that? God, where have I missed just being a reflection of me and my friends? God, where have I missed just... Communing with you, having fellowship with you throughout the day. Where have I missed the word? And go throughout your day, then at night you lay down in the bed and you're it's like oh God, thank you for a great day, and you to go to sleep. That's not living in His presence. That's mediocrity and apathy. So you're just confessing. And take a minute, I want you guys to do that right now. Confess. We're going through all this. Confess. Write down the things that you need to repent for. Things where you've missed the mark in the last 24 hours, what are they? God, you need your grace, you need your mercy to forgive you. Reveal it. Reveal it if I just fail to listen. You been scream at me all day. I just have to you. Forgive me. Forgive me for not aligning my priorities. So identity renewing your minds, praising Him focusing on God's majesty. Thanksgiving, thanking Him for what He's doing and what He's done. Confession. Where have I missed the mark? And then go to step five. Step five is important. Step five is scripture. Step five is scripture. Now, at this point in the quiet time, you just want to to read the scripture. and You probably want to just read it aloud to yourself. I like doing that sometimes. I'll just sit and I'll just read the scripture out loud. Because not only am I thinking it and seeing it, I'm also hearing it. And there's something about hearing God's word that kind of triggers our hearts. So just read the scripture out loud. I want you to read Psalm 27 one more time. We're going to put it up on the screen. I want you to ask yourself, what is the big idea of this passage? See, whenever you read the Bible, whenever you read Scripture, you want to see what the big idea is. You want to see what the overall message of the passage is. Okay, you've got to know that. But also know that there will be one or two specific Scriptures, one or two specific verses of that passage that are going to jump out at you, and man, they're going to sink deep into your heart. And they're probably going to be like... Promises of God, or they're going to be something that that man is just right for you in your situation in that moment. So, when you read scripture, and you want to know the big picture. You want to know what the author is trying to communicate. You want to know what God is trying to communicate in the message of that of that chapter or that passage of scripture you're reading. Within out of that passage A couple of those verses are just going to sink into you. They're going to root themselves in. They're going to be truths. And they're going to be promises of God that may or will last a lifetime. They will last a lifetime. It's like those little nuggets. It's like when the disciples would follow Jesus and He, he, would, he would tell them one of those parables that they would never understand. They never got it. Jesus, what did you mean by this? What did you mean by this? And they'd be asking what he meant. And Jesus would begin to explain that. And he'd explain that parable. And that parable and that explanation of what God was trying to say. And that truth would just be rooted really so deep. And that truth would be just just rooted inside of them. And those roots would go deep they would remember that truth always. You can tell as the disciples spoke and as they wrote in the New Testament after the Gospels, after Jesus had died and was crucified, risen again and ascended to heaven. But as they started that early church and as the disciples spoke, you see them all the time going back and reciting what Jesus said of their ears and the people are speaking to you back what Jesus did and the things that He spoke of because those things that God was explaining those things that God was telling them that they were just taking root inside them and they never forgot and it changed their lives and some of those things in the scripture time as you're just reading a passage of scripture maybe you need to read it seven times maybe you need to go through it again and again but as you read it some of those things are going to be the things that you pray for the next day in your identity phase. Some of those promises, oh God, your thoughts are this. This is who you are. Bring you my mind of your thoughts. Bring my mind of who you are. Take some time, make yourself to me. What jumps out of you? What's the big picture? Is God speaking about a song? So let's God's name. God is you. the love of into you and speaking to you as we focus on his spoken and his written word and as you are reading his written word it's speaking to you his spoken word and speaking it into your life and your specific situation and what's happening That's awesome we'll spend a lot of time There's God will be down here to discuss, too. Then we move to step number six. And this is the last step. So we've gone identity. We've, we've thought about who we are in Christ. Who God is. And we've renewed our minds. And we've praised Him for who He is. We've thanked Him for what He's doing and what He's done. We've confessed our sin before Him. We've, we're reading the scripture. And he's just speaking to us through His word. And step six is ministry. Ministry. What will I do in the next 24 hours? This is the last part of your prayer time. Your devotional time, your time spent with God. What will I do in the next 24 hours? What do you want me to do, God? I'm here, I will listen, I will keep you in, uh, in the front of my mind. Uh, you won't be in the back of my mind, God. I'm going I'm to put you in the front of my mind. Throughout the day. And you're not going to be just a a second thought. You're going to be my first thought. You're going to really be my first love. Not everything else in this life. My first love. Not my second. My first. Not a second thought. My first thought. The front of my mind. I want to be constantly aware of your movement, God. This is what you're just asking, God. Reveal to me what you want me to do. As I live the next 24 hours, as I walk into my schools, as I get up in the morning, as I interact with my family. as I interact with my friends, as I interact with my team, as I interact with my band, no matter what I'm doing, where I'm going, who I'm seeing, God, what do you want me to do in the next 24 hours? What is it you want me to accomplish, God? What are your plans? Help me, Lord, not to miss any moment. And help me, God, become your hands and feet in this world. So it's about ministry, So I want you just to take a few minutes. God, what is it you want me to accomplish tomorrow? Thursday, October 20th? Thursday, October 20th. All my team. Today's the, the twenty. God, what do you want me to do? God, what do you want me to do on Thursday? What do you want me to do tomorrow? God, who are you going to bring supernaturally that you're already working on, that you're already preparing, that you're already speaking into their life? Who are you going to bring in front of me? Who are you going to bring across cross my like path? Hey God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to speak? Maybe God will just wants you to do a kind act. Maybe God will just have an encouraging word. Maybe God wants you to preach the gospel. I don't know. But we have to be prepared. We have to be ready. Maybe God just gives us a chance tomorrow to save someone's life. Maybe physically, maybe spiritually. But we've got to be looking. We've got to be ready. If God's in the back of our mind, if he's the second thought, we're not looking for we're not ready. We're not ready to play. Uh, to be on his team and play the game that he's laid out for you, you're just kind of, you're just kind of, you're, you're you're in the you're in the crowd doing nothing, you're not even in the game. I'm so focused. And I know it your minds enjoy other things. Your minds gonna be. That big test you've got to take, you got to study. It's awesome, yes. Do everything for God's glory. Do everything to the best of your ability for God's glory. That's what scripture creates But my goodness, don't leave God out. Of you. Don't leave God out. Of you. He wants to be. He wants to be in your life. He wants to walk with you. He wants you to learn to walk with Him. It's in His presence, a daily walk. A daily stepping, a daily choosing that we live and we walk and we breathe and we just digest God throughout the entire day. It's on our hearts. and It's on our minds. Just moving with Him. We're moving with His presence. It's like, man, man, I could start singing "Wings of Eagles," but you guys wouldn't like it. But man, it's just like these wings of the Holy Spirit that you're just riding on. And the Holy Spirit is taking you exactly where He wants to go. Stop when what he wants you to stop. And you are. It's not. It's, not it's, it's that you're recognizing that. You're recognizing what the Holy Spirit is doing in your heart and your life. You're recognizing what God wants you to do, and He's speaking to you. And you're getting these little impressions in your heart. Man, hey, I should go talk to that person. You're getting these impressions. Hey, I should do this, or I need to help this person with this, or whatever. You're just, you're just filled with the Spirit. Learn. How to live this presence. Learning how to walk, how to live. Learning how to talk, how to be encouraging. Getting your prophetic voice, which is all about encouraging. And knowing what God, the words that God has for that specific person in front of you. That's all prophecy is. It's learning that. So I want you to pray about that. I have been talked in my life. Hey, ask God, God what do you want me to do now what do you want me to do in the next 24 hours what are the things you have for me maybe he's going to give you this huge vision man. in the next 24 hours you're just going to be preparing for that preparing for that to take place preparing for that to happen <sighs> Kaylee King's vision this year was to stand up in her school gymnasium and just preach the gospel. And she had a vision of herself standing there in this little big pep kind of and that she just had the opportunity to preach the gospel. That doesn't just happen. That's prepared for it. That vision is just sunk deep into her heart. It's rooted deep. And when that opportunity comes, she's going to know exactly what to do. She's going to listen For all the rest of you who have kind of laid out what you want to see accomplished at your school, what you want to see God do, man, you're the ones that God's going to use to move balance. You're the ones that God's going to begin to move through and work through because you know what? He's on the front of your mind. And the things that He's telling you, the things that He's showing you are just taking the root deep inside you. What do you want me to do the next 24 hours? How do you want me to advance your kingdom? How do you want me to be the light in the world, like a city on a hilltop, giving light to everything? How can I carry that out? 30 minutes, you just experienced the time with God. You just experienced your very own personal worship time with God. You renewed your mind to His truth You remembered His promises. You praised Him for who He is. You thanked Him for all that He's doing and all that He's done. You practiced confession and you made confession a habit which makes you keep a short list and doesn't allow the end of your life to be deceived because you know you're free in the name of Jesus. You know you've surrendered everything. And then you've read scripture and just allow God's truth to solidify itself in you. And, and man, God's plans and God's dreams for you God's revelations to you are all held in this word. And you're just soaking those in. Just being saturated with God's truth and God's word. And then you go into the ministry. God, as I've been saturated by your word, God, as you're filling me up, man, I'm just beginning to overflow. I'm beginning to get your eyes. I'm beginning to see like you. I'm beginning to think like you. God, I'm hearing your voice. Now, God, what do you want me to do? Where are you going to go to the mountains? Where are lives going to be changed? Who we'll are the friends that I'm going to see and I'm going to be witness to coming to the Lord? So their eternities are forever changed. I mean, God. And when you learn to do this every day, and every day this becomes the joy of your heart, and the joy of your life, and every day, man, you can't wait to just get in to that time with the Lord, and you just begin to practice that, that identity, and that praise, that thanksgiving, that confession, and that scripturing, and then praying about ministry. Yeah, you just begin to practice that. I'm telling you what, you guys will be the leaders of the church in your generation. You guys will lead your generation. You guys will be the ones who rescue your generation. You will be the ones who set the bar high. You will be the ones that will be a light into the city. You will be the ones that everybody looks at and thinks they're weird because you're so passionate for God and you hear God's voice and you're giving these amazing incredible of things. you're the ones. You're the ones that sees are going to part. You're the ones that lions mouths are going to close. You're the ones that miracles are going to take place to. When our church is going to that big series, sun staying still. And the sun is going to stand still for you guys. When you begin to learn or to pray according to God's word I want you guys to stand with me tonight. One thing I love to do when I have clothes. I love to have my headphones in. I love to just be listening to worship music. I love just to make the whole time just up and do this. There's many ways to do it, but I just thought that was so simple and so tight. For us to just really grasp. And we're just going to spend a little time in worship here at the end. And we're just going to just allow God to just, uh, saturate. We need saturated. I'm on with you. I need saturated. I want to be saturated with God. I mean, He's the most important thing in my life. I want to be saturated with Him. I want to know His plans and I want to know His ways. I just want to love on Him and I want to receive that love back from him. which He is. He is just dying to give me. She's excited to be. So let's just worship him over here tonight.